0: This is Farmer's Kitchen with Spinneys.
1: On Dubai Eye 103.8.
0: Helen Farmer with you, your chance to hear from the experts, the insiders
2: and the industry, get some great recipe ideas and, of course, share your questions as well as we talk all things food.
1: This is Farmer's Kitchen with Spinneys. Live at the International Centre for Culinary Arts, ICCA Dubai.
0: Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. We are live from ICCA
2: this afternoon, Helen Farm with you for a brand new Farmer's Kitchen brought to you by Spinnies. And that means a brand new chef. He's in front of me now. It is Chef Howard Coe. He's the executive chef at C'est La Vie. And I've been once, Chef, the food blew my mind.
3: Honestly. Thank you so much. Uh, it's actually all my guys that I work with. I have a strong supporting team, so...
2: Well, that's really very, that. very humble
3: of you to say. I've seen your resume,
2: so I know that you put in some pretty solid graft yourself. But, <laughs> but uh, I, I do. I'm a firm believer that, unfortunately for many restaurants, brunch is a way of well, sometimes kind of shifting a bit of stock. Sometimes it's a bit of an afterthought. But the food was really the star of the show at that brunch. And on our table, we had people with nut allergies. We had vegans. We had very, like, hardcore carnivores. And everyone loved it absolutely loved it so oh, kudos great. to
3: you chef thank you so much um, and
2: we're going to talk about what we're cooking this afternoon salmon almondine which looks amazing before we get to that i need to ask you why you've got a giant pair of tweezers hanging off your apron
3: oh uh, working at mission star restaurants for over a decade um tweezers is kind of an extension of your hand <laughs> so
1: <laughs> you know you
3: you just get into the habit of having that all on your, on your persons so
2: and this is for plating for
3: plating for for testing pasta for Stabbing uh maybe a piece of meat. I
2: thought we were going to say someone who's not doing their job uh, properly. No, no, <laughs> a no, little no. pinch
3: here and there. No, we, we won't air that online. <laughs> we don't air that online. Too, too late, chef.
2: Too late. Now you grew up in LA. Are you yes. allowed to? Are you allowed to eat in LA? I've heard that that's, that's not really the done thing. You're not not really much of a foodie foodie spot compared to like. It's a lot of vegetarians.
3: No, actually, LA has grown to be a huge uh, good culinary. Scene now since michelin star restaurants have just started uh two years ago and the restaurant scene has just blown up uh in los angeles and in california in general tell us
2: about growing up then who was cooking in your home
3: uh my my grandma yeah. mostly what was she uh, making? you know she was making You know, at the time, I thought it was very stinky Korean dishes, but now, (laughs) now I'm just like, oh, I wish I would have had those recipes. I was (laughs) so lucky to be growing up with that
2: pizza. What was she making?
3: Uh, She would make uh, kimchi stew. She would make, uh, you know, Korean barbecue beef, (laughs) Uh, you know, it was, it was was great. It's, you know, it didn't smell the best when it's stored, but um, it was really great to have that experience to see her cooking and eat a lot of fermented vegetables that were really healthy for you Mm -hmm. to understand that and yeah just it really it really kind of opened my eyes to the the different type of culinary
2: so how did it inform your career choice then
3: i wanted to be a chef when i was really young like in the sixth grade um so my aunt was a iron chef uh Mm, contestant the old the old iron chef contestant when uh morimoto's like in his 30s eyes um, are wild <laughs> um so you know she she told me uh at a young age if i really wanted to be a chef it's not easy um and if you want to be one of the best you have to be able to play with the best mm-hmm. so right after right after culinary school i tried i worked at restaurant danielle which is one of the best but restaurants just just going world. just yeah. going in at a
2: at the at the top.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, it was not easy. I gotta say, it's like boot camp. Um, you know, mission star at, Working at a mission star level, anyone that has worked there, worked in that level, understands the mm. intensity, the time pressure. Um, it's your life. It. Yeah. My I, my
2: brother-in-law was working for mission star restaurants in London, and he came to Dubai a couple of years ago and it was like he'd never seen the sun before because he'd just been inside for 18 hours a day for like the last year.
1: Yeah. This is Farmer's Kitchen with Spinnies. Live at the International Centre for Culinary Arts, ICCA Dubai.
0: Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. Chef Howard Coe, exec
2: chef of Say L'Avi, is our chef of the day today. He's going to be cooking up salmon almondine. What
3: What will keep you going on the side of
2: Kilimanjaro?
3: Uh, I would say Reese's pieces. I love Reese's good pieces. Good shout. Because I love them frozen.
2: That now, now you're thinking.
3: You know, I like those frozen. Okay. I prefer them frozen. Um, um, beef jerky is really good.
2: I might lose a teeth. I might lose a tooth. I'll, I'll <laughs> need to think. But there's some, some brilliant suggestions coming in. Now, Chef, you've been in Dubai just a couple of years. Um, in fact, just kind of August before COVID hit. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience? You came over, obviously, opening Sailor V stunning spot downtown brilliant views you've got your your background the opportunity to create a menu that you know dubai's never seen before and then we have this pesky pandemic so what was it like
3: so the the pandemic actually was uh, it helped us regroup mm-hmm. um i know that we I know that in other countries it was very hard to bounce back and they're still feeling the repercussions of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, but when I came in and then we had to close for those two months, uh, we actually bounced back harder than ever. And I think the whole restaurant sector did in, in Dubai because no one traveled. Everyone stayed in Dubai. So. And
2: everyone was desperate to go out.
3: Yes. I was like, yes. right,
2: book a table. We're go- I-, I, can't, I can't order in anymore. Whereas. At the same time, when we looked internationally, you know, the likes of London, for example, where I had friends and they were very much in and chefs were, were cooking to provide meals for NHS workers or, you know, really having to pivot hard on the home delivery because that was the only revenue stream. Dubai, yeah. we were back and we were we were bigger.
3: Yes, yes, we were. When they say curfew, we, we follow that curfew. <laughs> when they say put a mask on, we follow <laughs> the mask. Yeah. Does it mean we can still go out to dinner? <laughs> yes, sir. We will do it.
2: Now, for anyone who hasn't been to Cellevée, how do you describe the menu?
3: Uh, I would say it's contemporary Asian. Uh, we use Asian ingredients, but with French technique. Mm, um, the precision. Yes. So we, we basically take different types of cultures that we like, and we, we bounce ideas off of each other, because I have several different nationalities that I work with. And then we kind of collaboratively kind of make the menu together. I always ask my chefs, "What do you think? Uh, what do you think it needs more? Of? What would you do?" And then we we come up with that.
2: So tell us about the nationalities you have in the kitchen, because this, this is why Dubai can be amazing. You get guys bringing, you know, things that they have learned from all over the world, things that they like yourself. You know, having that beautiful kimchi stew from your grandmother, all of a sudden in one kitchen.
3: Yes, we have. Uh, so my head chef is Bobby. He's the he's Indonesian. Um, my sous chef is uh, Indian. Um, I have a junior sous chef that's uh, Filipino. And my pastry chef, that's French. And so, you know, we we, we have the United Nations. Love it, kinda, like a Benetton kinda, advert uh, going yeah, on. <laughs> <yeah>.
2: <laughs> now, now, if someone's going to come this weekend, Chef, is there a dish on the menu that you feel is you on a plate? If someone was to eat it, they would understand what Chef Howard is all about.
3: Yes, uh, so... So basically it would be the truffle risotto because the risotto in itself is is made with Asian ingredients. So it's a risotto that I've made at the French Laundry in, in a different way. But what we do is we use sushi rice and then we use uh, concentrated butternut squash puree and mascarpone, parmesan, butter and a lot of truffles. And then we make a mousse out of we make a mousse out of truffle and parmesan with a little bit of cream. So it's very decadent. It's very, it's very French as well in that aspect, but we're still using Japanese rice.
2: That sounds incredible. Can I take that to Kilimanjaro? I think that would really kind of stick to the ribs. Yeah,
3: that will stick Co- to stick yeah? your ribs. You'll Definitely. do me a little Definitely. kind of Tupperware. Definitely,
2: yeah. Chef Howard, we're going to let you get into the kitchen. We have got some very lucky winners here we're here to cook along with you and learn some tips from your incredible training and we're making a salmon amouldine we're going to be finding out about what that involves later on catching it with you and our uh, and our chefs
0: plus the students as well this is farmers kitchen with spinneys
1: live at the international center for culinary arts icca dubai
0: only on dubai eye 103.8 Great to have you with us on this Thursday afternoon. I'm Helen
2: Farmer with you live until five as we invite you to cook along with us, learn some tips uh, from one of the hottest chefs in Dubai. You'll be hearing the latest food news. um, And we're joined now by Chef Sergio. He is here on hand as ever at ICCA, guiding the many students and indeed keeping Chef Howard Coe in check this afternoon. Chef Sergio is the cookery chef instructor here at ICCA. Chef Sergio. Thanks for having me back. What would you... What would keep you smiling and moving when you were climbing a mountain? Wow, climbing
4: a mountain—definitely um, chocolates. Yes. Um, I would have to have some gummy bears. You're the second person to say that to me recently. Definitely gummy bears. And because
2: um, Apparently they're a really good thing because you get a really quick hit of sugar. Definitely. But you, but the, the, the best tip I've had is that you leave the flavors you don't like behind because it's wasted weight. So I would just take the one,
4: the flavors that I like. Well, I love all of them.
2: Okay. <laughs> this is perfect. This is mine. You had to marry my husband because when it comes to fruit pastels, I like the strawberry ones and the black carrot ones. And he likes the orange, the lemon and the lime. Yeah.
4: I'll eat all of them. Off Give the me the sour track. ones and it's even better.
2: Okay. You can come. You can come come for my leftover gummies (laughs) Chef Sergio it's a a busy old kitchen today definitely you've got loads of students here obviously some are part of our masterclass and some chefs are here prepping for Expos working on some of the meals that are going to be served in the VIP in the media area I hope the media area is going to be particularly good I'm looking at them going what could we be enjoying when we're broadcasting live from Expo 2020 (laughs) and you've been giving our chefs today a bit of a pep talk a bit of an introduction, really, to what it's like to being here at ICCA. One of the things you're talking about was how to use a knife and, indeed, be around a knife
4: safely. Can you share this afternoon what yeah. you were just giving them a talk about? Sure. So, I mean, obviously, before starting to cook, we want our guests or students to actually know how to start, all right? So, if you are going to be using a knife, a knife can be dangerous. We don't want you playing the fool. So, yes, if you're going to handle the knife, Know how exactly to handle it. If you're going to be passing the knife to someone, pass it correctly. Right? Don't just throw it at them. If you're going to be walking with a knife in the kitchen, make sure you know it's facing down. Anything can happen. You can slip. You can stab someone. Mm. It's actually some serious business. You know, mm. so we don't want people playing the clowns in the kitchen. So it's all about safety first. Definitely safety first. I'm
2: looking down at your shoes.
4: Yeah. I always find chef shoes fascinating. We've got a good, a, a high number
2: of clogs around, some plastic clogs. You're rocking some Birkenstocks. It's, yeah, I'm rocking some. Birkins. I love a Birkenstock. <laughs> Chef Howard has got some pretty cool pretty cool sneakers on. Now you actually know Chef Howard because you have worked with him in the past in terms of sending students. Can you explain how that works? When people are graduated from ICCA and they're ready for placements or even roles,
4: yes. wh- what, what kind of relationships do you have? So we've got a relationship with literally 90% of the restaurants and hotels around Dubai, wow. which is great. So if ever, I mean, people always need decent commies. Um, and we have them, we've got great, great students, so they want us, and we provide them. So they go out to exposures on um, Fridays and Saturdays on their days off. Um, they go work there for a full shift, and obviously the chefs start picking out, you know, the talent that they like. They're mm-hmm. like, wow, we really like this person. When do you graduate? Chef, I graduate in two weeks. Wow, already the next day we get an email saying, we want her or him. And um, Chef Howard, he's already taken, I think, three of our students.
2: That's incredible. Yeah. And so. as you sat down, I was like, I'm really, I am said to you off air, I'm really looking forward to today's dish. I'm really looking forward to eating
4: it, <laughs> to be Definitely. honest. Definitely. I actually did the mise en place as well. So It's going to um, be good. It's going to be good. And you, and you said, our oh, Chef Howard, he's a good one. Oh, he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant.
2: Because presumably, it's, it's a lot to do with the training that the chefs are able to expose your students to, how they operate, how they
4: lead, how they plan. And also what kind of person they are. Definitely. It's all about character at the end of the day. And it's all about, um, you know, as a young chef, you want to get around. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to work with the greatest around in the industry as well. And then from there, it's not really, you'll learn the fundamentals in a college. Yeah. But you learn how to become a real chef in the industry and Mm -hmm. working those 9, 12 hours every single day.
2: And having a mentor as well. Someone who's going to take the time to to really kind of guide you through. And I'm going to be speaking to Chef Howard about some of his. Mentors in the past because he's worked in some, some of
4: the grades. <laughs> he was telling me even yesterday about some of his experience with Michelin star and Michelin, Michelin, Michelin. hours. It's like wow.
2: We're very, very lucky to have him this definitely, afternoon. Definitely. We, we really are. And he mentioned before, you know, when, as soon as you're out of you know culinary school and you're ready to get into the real world, his exact words were, "It's like a boot camp." Uh, can you explain a little bit about the hierarchy of the kitchen? Because it's something that you and, you know, the likes of Chef Harold, you know, saying all the time, sous chef, commis chef. Can you explain that
4: kind of ranking? Because it is almost sure. like an army. So we actually call it the kitchen brigade. Okay. All right. So you'll start off as being a, a trainee chef, as a student. From a student, depending where you come from in the world, um, South Africa, we don't really have a commis three, commis two, commis one. We just go straight to commis chef. So commis chef is straight out of college. You are into the kitchen. Um, You're doing the prep work, you're learning. Mm. You are getting your knife skills up to scratch, you are learning, you are the little newbie in the kitchen. Does that mean
2: lots of peeling potatoes? Lots of
4: peeling potatoes, (laughs) um, cutting hundreds of kilograms of onions in a month. You know, Mm -hmm. but that's how you get quicker and more confidence in your skills. From there, you go on to something being called a demi-chef. Demi-chef to party. Now, every kitchen will have a section. So let's take cold kitchen for an example. That's where they make all the salads, most of the cold sauces, the sandwiches. We'll use that as an example. So you will have something called the chef de partie. And the chef de partie, he actually runs the department. Under him, he'll have a demi-chef, right? From the demi-chef, he'll have his little minions Mm -hmm. as the commie chefs who he'll have. So it's all a little brigade going up from the chef de party. It can start going into senior chef de party. Then you go on to junior sous chef, sous chef, exec sous, head chef, oh chef God. de cuisine. So it's pretty much like karate. <laughs> yes, you start it in belts. You know, you start it off with is. your white belt and eventually you become, um, you know, a head chef where you black belt. Mm-hmm. And then after a few years from there, you become a sensei. You chef the cuisine, you know, Mr. Master Chef.
2: Well, we have got today Chef Howard, who is executive chef at St. Vie. So yeah, he
4: th- yeah. he's got his own dojo yeah, going is, on. Uh, definitely, he's uh, he's sensei. He's
2: sensei <laughs> Howard. Uh, but that is—it's really fascinating because we think about when we go to a restaurant and really we're thinking about what ends up on our plate which is part of the guest experience that's why we go but yeah. it, isn't, it, it is really fascinating to think about what's happening behind the scenes and the hours that you guys you know put in because you're saying there your students are here learning in the week then come the week and they're doing their placements it is non-stop you've got to nonstop. be so committed definitely um, and when it comes to the kind of characters that can make it what, what do you think the, some of the traits that you might look for um,
4: well It's all up to the person, it's all what you want and it's all what you want to achieve and your commitment to the job. I mean, I get students who only come here because they just want it as a life skill. Mm
5: -hmm.
4: You know, so they don't actually want to go into the industry. And there's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, we might have a class and I've got 10 students and maybe six are really serious and they want to be chefs. So we're training them and being, guys, it's like this, guys, you know, because we don't want them to get shell-shocked when Mm -hmm. they arrive at the industry and being like, wow. You know, I'm going to on my that, feet for that, 10 that, hours? That, they yeah. didn't tell me this. You know? mm-hmm. They didn't tell me I was going to work for 10, 12 hours a day. No. We tell them straight from the beginning, this is how it is. So when you guys arrive at your industry, you know what to expect. You know, So it's all about the commitment and dedication of that person and willingness to actually go forward and learn. Chef Sergio, we are giving our master chef participants a bit
5: a
2: taste of yeah. uh, your professional <laughs> kitchens today. We'll be catching up with some of your students later on in the show. Perfect. I can see Chef Howard Coe of V is starting to uh, prep this food. As I said, so we're making a salmon amandine. I'm really excited about it. Can't wait to tell you more about that dish. Most importantly, can't wait to taste it.
0: Welcome back to Farmer's Kitchen with Spinneys.
1: Eat well. Live well.
0: Only on Dubai Eye 103.8.
2: We are broadcasting live from ICCA today and delighted to be joined right now by Gina She has only been in Dubai for a month and is a student here. First of all, welcome to Dubai. How's
6: it going? Thank you, Helen. Actually, it's going great. I love it here.
2: I'm I'm so intrigued. You're from Costa Rica. How on earth did you hear about ICCA? Uh,
6: Well, actually, I was studying culinary arts in Costa Rica and then my boyfriend got a job in Dubai. So I did my research and I found ICCA. One of the best schools uh, in the Middle East. I couldn't believe it when I first walked through the door. Like The scale of the place is incredible. It's amazing. It's amazing. The kitchens are amazing.
2: So, Sergio was saying before that people come here with different expectations, different goals in mind. What is it that you want to get from a, a job and food? What do you want to be?
6: Uh, well... I'm aiming for a fine dining restaurant, that's like my dream. I'm um, actually like in two weeks I'll be, I'll be getting some um, exposure to kitchens, so I'm really excited ah. about that. So that's, that actually seems
2: a bit scary to me, because you think about love of food and loving to feed people, and then the professional kitchen, they're like, you are here for 12 hours, you're going to work your tail off. Yeah. Do but you know where you're going?
6: Uh, actually, no, we don't. We don't yet. There, um, tell us a little
2: bit about Costa Rican food. Wh- what's it like?
6: Okay, well, Costa Rican food... Um, actually, my if my mother hears me, she's going to kill me, but <laughs> I do really like um, Costa Rican food. Um, it's like typical beans, rice, and then regular chicken. We do have, in the Caribbean, we do have... Um, Lots of um, flavors, like uh, with sweet plantain, coconut milk. We have uh, rice and beans, which is really famous. If you go to Costa Rica, you should definitely try it. So,
2: what do, what kind of cuisine would you like to work with in the future?
6: Um, I think Italian or
2: French. Ooh! Yeah, your mother will not be happy about this no, she at wasn't. all. <laughs> um, and then, what I find really interesting is a good friend of mine went to culinary school in the UK, and she said a lot of people wanted to do like, yeah, of course, that kind of big chef hard life which i think is the majority but some people perhaps wanted to be culinary instructors themselves or start a school or um start a food brand even have you thought about is it is is that the kitchen for you or you just want to work in food in any capacity
6: i want the the kitchen Yeah, yeah yeah i want i want to to work very hard and and just climb the ladder who inspires you Um, Okay, well, actually, uh, since I was like seven years old, I used to watch Food Network all day, every day. My parents were just, they had enough. (laughs) Um, Actually, I love uh, Kat Cora. She was the first uh, female American Iron Chef. Yeah, she's amazing. So I I really love her. Uh, Also, Bobby Flay, Gordon Ramsay. Yes.
2: Gordon comes to Dubai quite a bit. Yeah,
6: he has a restaurant. You, in need, to be, you need to be hanging around Bread Street Kitchen. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> so, a friend of mine was a chef for a long time in London. She's Canadian. And she found it really hard being taken seriously as a, as a young woman in the kitchen. And she said one day she came in, she's like, I want to work the grill. And they're like, You're not ready. Next day, I want to work the grill. Not ready. She came in the next day and she shaved her head and she said, like, I want to work the grill. Like, okay, you've shaved your head. You're getting to the grill. <laughs> wow. Well,
6: only 7% uh, of restaurant owners and executive chefs are women. And I really want to prove them wrong. Mm-hmm.
2: Good. Let's get that number up. I'm going to let you get back to the kitchen. I can already smell delicious, delicious scents. Uh, we're making that salmon, Amandine. I can see Chef Howard is working our master chef participants hard this afternoon. Before I let you go, Jeanette, if you are going to climb a mountain, what snack would you take?
6: Okay, uh, definitely nuts, dried fruit, lots of water. Um. Oh, you're so
0: sensible. What about a
6: sweet treat? Chocolate, definitely.
1: Yes, okay, you can stay. This is Farmer's Kitchen with Spinney's. Live at the International Centre for Culinary Arts, ICCA Dubai.
0: Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. I'm Helen Farmer, joined this afternoon
2: by Chef Howard Koh. He is the executive chef at C'est La Vie, an incredible spot. I think you've got the best view in town.
3: I think so. Yeah, we do. You
2: you you are capitalising on it. There's a swing. There's an Instagram moment there. Yeah, it is. I like it. I like swings, it a lot.
3: Swing's pretty epic. D- if,
2: were you ever at Sayla V? If you didn't have a photo on the swing, it's like the big existential co- question in Dubai right now. <laughs> 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 but it's not just about the views. It's of course about the food as well. And today, we've stolen you away, and I really appreciate it. I know Thursdays are hectic on in on the food front. I know we've got busy service tonight. So thank you for being with us this afternoon in the oh, Farmer's Kitchen and you're teaching some very lucky participants how to make salmon almondine. Is this on the menu or is this something you've created for us?
3: Uh, This is something that I created so that it can teach you all aspects of how to glaze vegetables, to how to season something, uh, the labneh correctly, and also how to cook a piece of fish correctly so that they can apply it to other things.
2: Which is, I think, a brilliant way of bringing all sorts of skills together. Can you share some of the advice you're sharing with our chefs this afternoon when it comes to buying fish Let's start
3: with the quality of produce.
2: What should you be looking for if you're, um, you're in-store or at the market?
3: Um, so if you're in-store and you're buying a whole fish, uh, look at the eyes. If the eyes are cloudy, then it's a little old This it's older. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at the gills on the inside, if they're not pure red, then it has it had some time on it. It's got some time on it. Yeah. It's an old fish. <laughs> yeah, it's an old, yeah, exactly, exactly.
2: And then, um. and then, you know, we're lucky that you know, the likes of Spinneys they've got the, the guys on the fish counter who will do all the hard work for you, they'll, you know, prep it, they'll skin it, they will, you know, even debone it. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need that help, obviously, um, and we've got the guys and some lovely fish from Spinneys this afternoon. Um, what do you, what kind of fish do you like cooking with? You
3: know, salmon is great, it's great, I, I like, it's healthy for you, it's uh, sustainable, uh, I eat salmon a lot at home, um, very easily. I don't cook anything very special, just salmon well, and some what spinach. I was going to
2: ask you. What's it like cooking you know, it at home?
3: very simple. I'm really? Very, yeah, steak, steamed broccoli, try to eat very healthy.
2: Because that's the thing, surely, as you're going around the kitchen, every spoonful
3: adds up, right? Every taste. Yeah, definitely. W- when you have to taste 12 different sauces and every day to make sure that they're correct, uh, to soft for sauce training and tasting a couple of dishes, making sure that they're on point. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so definitely sometimes I have to eat it and I'm like, don't worry, I'm just spitting it out because I can't do (laughs) it, It otherwise I'll be taking a
2: nap. (laughs) But While you do work crazy hours, it's so important that you're actually plugged into the Dubai dining scene as well and going out and being part of that chef community. And seeing what other people are doing, right? Um, Absolutely. How how, have you, how did you? What were your expectations of Dubai restaurants before you arrived a few years ago?
3: Um, it, you know, I really didn't have any expectations. I just didn't. I didn't understand the market yet. And coming here, seeing all the all the good restaurants that that are in the IFC and, oh, I know. and everything, uh, they do a great job. Um, they They really hospitality is the number one key um, I think and service as well yeah incredible you know if you don't if you don't have good service uh, I can serve the best food it's just not going to taste as good
2: I honestly couldn't agree with you more I honestly couldn't the way someone welcomes you the way they introduce the food the way they talk about the food their manner it can literally make or break an evening and yeah, as really. you say you could serve out the, you could serve the most exquisite dish but if it's put, given with a surly you know
3: plonk it down no, yeah. no one's having a good night yeah you have to ex- you have to explain it nicely romanticize about it yes you know exactly I mean.
1: This is Farmer's Kitchen with Spinney's. Live at the International Centre for Culinary Arts, ICCA Dubai.
0: Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. I'm Helen Farmer with you
2: live on Dubai Eye. It is Farmer's Kitchen brought to you by Spinney's. You can contact us here at ICCA 4001. You can use the ARN Play app. that pops up on the screen in front of me. I'm having my very own chef's table this afternoon with our master chef of the afternoon. It is... Chef Howard Coe, he's the executive chef at C'est V And his troops are cooking up a salmon amaldi. We're going to be checking in and see what they've learned, what kind of skills they're going to be taking home this afternoon. i we've had many messages for you, chef, uh, quite a few questions. One, echoing my question earlier, where do you go for good Korean food in Dubai? Come on, share the little black book.
3: So I actually go to the Ajana Hotel. Uh, Indira. Indira, yes, uh, Chef James. There he does a great job, and it's it's a beautiful atmosphere.
2: This is the one that's upstairs, and they've got the kind of private rooms on the left-hand side. Yes, yes, it is,
3: it is excellent. Yes,
2: thank you. There you go. Hope that helps. And then Lisa wants to know: Have you ever thought about writing a book? great question
3: yes I'm actually writing an outline now oh. um, how been, on
2: earth have you got time chef how uh, are you doing very,
3: very late nights
2: <laughs> and, what, and what's the premise of it I mean obviously uh, you've got recipes to share but you've also got a story to tell
3: yes so the outline is going to the book is going to be more about uh, how I grew up uh, you know I didn't grow up the best way I had a lot of family problems domestic violence um, kitchen was kind of the way of my escape mm-hmm. um, how you know I'm no, no different from anyone else. The only difference about me is that I never gave up, mm-hmm. and I wasn't scared to fail. And I think that's what I try to teach my guys. I say about you as well.
2: Well, I wanted to ask you because Chef Sergio mentioned earlier that you know he's got a great relationship with you guys. He's sent students to you before, and I'm really curious that you know you've obviously worked your way up through the ranks. You studied culinary school in New York. You've worked all over the world now, here in Dubai, and now you're exec chef. And you have this young talent coming into the kitchen all the time. And yes, of course, you can learn skills at places like this. But when you've got, let's say, four potential recruits in front of you, what do you look for as someone that you would would be an asset to the team?
3: I just look for for how much heart they have, uh, how much they are, how much drive they have. Mm -hmm. You know, know, everyone has passion, but passion fades. Uh, It's desire to do well. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when I see... And I see that in a lot of the cooks today uh, in my kitchen, and those are the ones that make it. And it's proven because uh, the two years that I've been at Saint-Lavis, we've had a couple of all-stars leave for better opportunities, mm. and we're happy for them. For
2: okay. okay, so it becomes a place of really like fostering talent. And definitely. I've, I wanted to ask you something about languishing. I read a really interesting article the other day, and it was talking about how so many people during the pandemic are feeling a bit meh, a bit flat, and they haven't found a state of flow. And one of the examples we're talking about about flow was chefs, where you can lose hours doing what you do, creating, communicating. And one of the strategies for getting out of the state of languishing is to do something that f- helps you discover the state of flow. For example, the writer was talking about playing Mario Kart, because it's something... <laughs> Stay with me. <laughs> Stay with me. <laughs> it's something that you can master. You can see kind of gains you're mindfully in it Mm -hmm. and that time just slips by and and what what the example from the pandemic was so many people got into cooking in this last year because if you practice a sourdough again and again if you get really good at your banana bread you're mastering it you're paying attention to detail you're seeing something and you're kind of finding this flow it sounds like from when you were growing up you found your flow in the kitchen at an early age
3: yes yes i did um you know it's the camaraderie it was a lot of it was a lot of that um and having good mentors Mm -hmm. was a big big thing for me i still talk to uh, my mentor sal marino he was the first guy i worked for when i was 16 cleaning dishes for him what
2: did you learn from him
3: uh you know i learned that simple ingredients and just letting letting the ingredients shine on itself not to be too complicated
2: that i mean to learn that at kind of 16 you know your late teens is amazing because it takes some chefs decades to have the confidence to believe in the produce and not try and show off or overcomplicate or try and throw everything on the plate so people will be impressed you don't need to do that but that's a big lesson early
3: restraint is definitely comes with maturity Mm -hmm. Um, you know as i was in my 20s and mid-20s i wanted to show every technique i knew and everything and now that i'm in my mid-30s you know i just really think about how it eats how the guest is going to feel and i think that's what it's about
2: I mentioned Instagram a moment before with the swing, but what kind of impact do you think social media has on the way that you plate food? Because you know people are going to photograph it at Sailor La Vie.
3: It's a big part, right? Yes, yes. Uh, I, social media has been a great outlet to just connect the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, someone from India or Sri Lanka to America can kind of see what you're doing. So I think it's a good plus and to connect the world, it makes the world a lot smaller.
2: And then presumably you get people coming in for holding up their phone saying, I want to eat this, maybe not even looking at the menu. (laughs) Sometimes.
3: Sometimes sometimes happens.
0: Welcome back to Farmer's Kitchen with Spinneys.
1: Eat well, live well.
0: Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. I'm Helen Farmer with you out of the studio.
2: You've let me out. We're at the ICCA, the International Centre for Culinary Arts here in Dubai. You can probably hear some sizzling and some chopping, lots of chat as well. We're having a masterclass. The chef Howard Coe is the exec chef at Sealy, and he's walking through our students a beautiful dish. I have to say, it smells amazing. Salmon and mundin He's going to be sharing some of his tips for plating very soon. But joining us now is one of our students, rumor is with us. How are you?
5: Hi, I'm fine, thank you. Well, thank
2: Thanks. you for being here. Are, are you a cook? Do you cook much at home?
5: Not at all. Um, this is this is a big step up in a very short span of time. But I've learned so much already. I normally don't cook at all. Um, If I start, I need to start early morning to have something ready for lunch. (laughs) It's like Uh, me,
2: and then the kitchen's complete devastation. Correct,
5: completely.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it funny how some people find cooking really relaxing and other people find it really anxiety-inducing?
5: I completely agree, Helen. I think I'm one of those in the latter category. Same. Um, And, you know, when I have to kind of plan for kids' lunches or if you've got guests coming over, it's panic in the kitchen, panic all over. The
2: thought of having eight people over for a dinner party makes me feel nauseous.
5: Other people go, yeah, I can't wait to put myself
2: in the kitchen, I can't wait to... No, I feel like something will go wrong unless I've thrown all the money and, as you say, the whole day at it. Yep. M-mega, mega, mega anxiety inducing. So, what on earth compelled you to join us this afternoon and to the competition? So,
5: I've been listening to your master classes every Thursday for a really long time, and I think Farmer's Kitchen's also been really good for a lot of people through the lockdown mm-hmm. and stuff before. Thank you. Um, and you know, it, it was just enticing, and I love fish, I don't have much of it at home. And when I heard this last week, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't mind yes. kind of, you know. And you your husband. <laughs> Learning something, yes. And he doesn't have fish. He was a vegetarian before. He's recently moved into non-veg. Uh, but, yeah, it's just the meats. So fish is another big step up. And, you know, I'm so happy to see how, how much he's enjoying the whole experience. It's a lovely thing to do together. I'm glad we give you, like, a, f-
2: a date afternoon together. Thank you, yes. So what, so what have you learned so far? Because it started off with quite quite a serious chat from Seth uh, about, you know, making sure no one drops a knife on their toes. I did notice you're wearing closed shoes, I'm not. So <laughs> we've been safe so far. And then it was about the food. What, what, what have you picked up and taken take away?
5: So lots of stuff, you know, in terms of the finesse and how you kind of go about and how you do stuff with the food and the ingredients you've got. I mean, I come from India, I come from Kerala, we use a lot of coriander, we use, use a lot of curry leaves, so those are things that are, that are standard in, our, in, in a lot of our dishes, mm-hmm. and yet, you know, Chef, he started with, you know, how you can slice and really make your coriander and your curry leaves so fine, and that in itself, in the first two minutes, it's like, oh my gosh, I've already learned something. And it just kind of picked up from there with all of the other things that he's told us about the different ingredients, about how, you know, you kind of watch your food and you make, you know, again, I think I've heard it a few times because I listen. I watch a lot of MasterChef and other reality shows. Um, But, you know, it's about the sound. It's about the taste. It's about all of your senses. In full blow, you know, when you're in a kitchen, and you know, he chef brought it to life so well.
2: He's great, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I really want to go to say a now. I've, I've been for brunch, but not for dinner, so I'm, I think I might need to, have to speak to my husband about a date night. <laughs> um, so tell us, about, tell us about growing up in Kerala. I, 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 I've been three times and love the food, it was just incredible. Um, as a destination for a holiday. But what about yep, growing up true. there?
5: So, I've grown up in Dubai for the better part of my childhood, but I did go back when I was 13 and, you know, for, for high school and stuff, and I was living in a hostel. Um, I learned a lot. You learn a lot of independence when you're there, uh, when you're on your own, mm. sort of, you know, and I went there when I was 12, 13. Um, the food from a food point of view yes, you know, we've got variety right from the north of Kerala to the south and if you look at the whole breadth of India there's so many options no no state is the same and I think,
2: I, I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of most Brits today I feel like a lot of the world is quite ignorant to that when we think about the, the distinct districts and the flavors you know seafood or you know coconut yeah, in true. kerala and then you know even the
5: spice variations as you go further inland it's that's it, it's it's amazing so i lived in kolkata for uh, some of my years there um in the early 2000s and there it's all mustard mm. and you know they again a lot of the food a lot of the seafood and yeah most of the places interestingly enough have been seafood based uh, but the way they make it the preparation the sauces the herbs it's also different and we all love you know wrapping our food in leaves and some of my most memorable moments um, in kerala was when we used to go across uh, you know in on train journeys and you have what's called the podichor, which is you know all of your lunch or your meals wrapped up in a in a banyan leaf or a banana leaf and it's just so amazing when you open it and you've got a little bit of you know so many different um, Kotans or dishes and you've got a little bit of the beef and you've got fish or whatever else it is and you and more than anything else it's that you know thought of someone who's packed it up for you with so much of love usually it's you know when i was in the hospital it was my aunt and they just packed it with so much of love they make sure you've had a full meal and it's just amazing That's in the train when oh. everyone opens it up That's <laughs> and b- so many podi shows <gasps> have opened up. That's
2: such a beautiful way of explaining it. And what about eating out in Dubai? I'm sure C'est is going to be top of the list now for going out, but where else sure. do you enjoy going?
5: Uh, so we do enjoy our date nights, um, you know, with, we, I've got two small kids. Uh, we do try to make at least an evening of it outside once a week. And right now my nanny is also not there, so the kids have been absolute troopers with helping, you know, Naveen and I uh, with, you know, stuff around the house, doing things, etc. Uh, so we've been kind of rewarding them every weekend and we go out somewhere uh, new. We did do a, a fast food last week, so it was chilies, uh, which was good fun because yeah, uh, we got an extra donut, I'm mean, sorry, we got an extra cookie with a lot of um, ice cream in it. <laughs> so really, en- the, the kids really enjoy <laughs> Oh, and, and now and not, I need
2: some advice because my kids are, one in particular is getting very, very, very fussy with food. How are your kids with trying different flavors?
5: Uh, my older is... is very open to trying different flavors and he he really makes a good meal of it so you know we're very proud of him in terms of we had we had a bit of trouble when he was much younger but i think magic age number five and then suddenly everything transforms oh, okay
2: okay this is good because mine's four so okay. th- things yeah, might change things will
5: change that's what i was hoping for that's what happened with him, him. Uh, but my younger is now six and she's still a bit troublesome but um She's getting there, you know. So we've we've got hope still. I was a, I, I don't think I was a fussy eater, but I was really skinny, and that's typically how you know you kind of me- as a parent you measure if they're eating enough or not. It is. But she's got the energy, she's got the will, she's got the motivation. She loves helping Mum make cookies and cakes in the kitchen. So yeah, she's 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 going to be okay. Oh, Aruma, <laughs> thank you so
2: much for being with us this afternoon. Um, it looks like we're getting to plating, and I'm going to be grabbing Chef Howard to find out a little bit more because. The dishes are looking very professional fingers crossed I can't wait to eat them I'm I'm very excited too remember thank you so much get thank back you. It, get back into the kitchen um, thank you for so much for joining us we've got another one of our masterclass participants <laughs> Stephanie and Riham joining us how is it going yeah it's great are you, a, are you a cook normally do you cook much at home
7: yes actually I'm a full time mom full time cook and I have a little blog that I started during quarantine obviously
2: <laughs> okay right now's your chance to give it, oh, give it a plug what's the blog called
7: uh, it's called a la carte avec Riham it's on Instagram and Facebook Facebook I usually uh, post daily uh, like kids friendly because I have a toddler back home so kids friendly family meals uh, I love to bake so a lot of desserts a lot of my people a lot of my friends actually hates me for it because like we cannot diet with your blog
2: (laughs) it's just too good yeah (laughs) and where where are you from
7: I am originally from Egypt
2: and tell us about some of the food you had growing up
7: uh, actually, Egyptian food is, is really amazing because it's so flavorful and, you know, it's it's full of garlic and spices and uh, just, like, um, mint and coriander and parsley. Like, Egyptian love, 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 love garlic, actually, like. Yeah, garlicky things, a lot of soups, a lot of vegetables, stews. That's the kind of food that I. Grew and
2: tell up us about <laughs> this afternoon because we're doing a fish dish today. Yeah, and it's got. I have it's got labneh, which is one of my favorite favorite yeah. ingredients. actually,
7: I, I didn't I didn't I never thought about like cheese or like dairy based product with fish. Neither. I feel like it's gonna be like kind of contradictory, but with chef the chef what he did good, like hey? the combination between the labna and the spices and everything with the fish it's amazing
2: so what have you learned anything you can share with us this afternoon that we yeah, could be trying actually this weekend cooking the
7: salmon this way i never cooked it this way before i usually like oven bake it so i never like cooked it fully on the stove and i usually struggle with my uh, my crispy skin for the salmon i usually struggle with this but today he he showed us how to like manipulates to get the crispiest
0: skin oh tell us i, yeah, I missed so this
7: actually he said like you can run your knife through it so you can get all of the clog and all of the extra um, moisture on the skin before you start to to cook it and when you start put it on oil you just put it on high heat so it gets crisp and hydrates all the moisture out and then you put it on low so it can continue cooking so this is what's very interesting like i will take this note further away with all my fishes and I skin. I really love
2: it. So we're going to be trying the dishes soon uh, because everyone is plating up theirs. It's salmon almondine with green beans, right? Ria?
7: Yes, yes. And green what, beans how did you cook and you uh, Actually, the beans, they were blanched uh, and then we just finished it off with some butter and uh, sold is very basic some butter and some salt and just some water just to, to, to heat it up that's it
2: <laughs> well we're going to be catching up with chef to find out about some of that plating because it looks like restaurant quality food yeah. please make sure you take photos of this for your blog of
7: course I took it I took it Good. and I'm putting a poll like to, to, to ask my, my followers like do you think this mine is, is Compared to chef
2: or not uh, I'll,
1: I'll, <laughs> give, I'll give you a vote don't yeah. worry thank
2: you so much for being <laughs> with us so really much. appreciated
1: Thanks, this is Farmer's Kitchen with Spinneys live at the International Centre for Culinary Arts ICCA Dubai
0: only on Dubai Eye 103.8 it is afternoons with me Helen Farmer Farmer's Kitchen is on tour
2: and uh, joined now by one of the students from ICCA Alia is with us. she's been in Dubai uh, about four months coming from, Zamb- from uh, Zambia and I want to know what you're studying
8: I am currently studying diploma in culinary arts so pastry and cookery
2: okay so you need to make a choice at one point if you want to pursue pastry or cookery yeah when
8: uh pastry My for you heart and soul is in pastry <laughs> see I, when
2: I think about cookery I think of pastry being like the science it's so precise yeah what is it about that that appeals to you
8: it's very technical and you have to be very precise and what strikes me the most is the plating in dessert mm. it can be a piece of art you can tell a story through the plating as well and that's that's what it is for me for pastry
2: okay i want to know this is a, the best dessert you've ever had in your life
8: a classic tiramisu really <laughs> my all-time fave
2: okay yeah and then when you think about what your job is going to be where do you want to work what kind of restaurants what kind of environment
8: um, I think a fine dining restaurant. That's where I'd want to work. You know, the being under pressure and you know having everything uniform and precise. I think that would be fun.
2: And you get to do part of a, a placement, of course, as ICCA yes. to actually have a taste of, of that real life. Because obviously, you're you're here in your in the you know, in the kitchens here, and you're learning. You've got incredible instructors, but yes. there's nothing like being in the real in, deal in with the real world, actual yeah. paying customers on the other side of the wall yeah how does that feel
8: it's it's definitely an experience not to be missed Mm. and it's really fun you get to learn a lot as well and yeah tell
2: us about growing up in Zambia what were were some of the dishes you were cooking and eating
8: Zambia actually there's a lot of traditional dishes there and there's actually not much and that's what I want to do I want to go and show people like you know the food tell them stories through food and have them enjoy different cuisines mm-hmm. and that's what I want to do over there.
2: So you want to go back with these skills? Yes. Oh could we see an, an Alia's restaurant in the yeah. future?
8: <laughs> hopefully <laughs> fingers what, crossed in a few what, what, years time. What it, I, I,
2: I've got to be honest I'm totally ignorant about food in Zambia what's the what can you describe the cuisine? So
8: actually um, there's very people there there's a lot of poverty there mm-hmm. so it's very basic low class food so, one of the traditional food there is dry fish and then we have like uh, a meal made out of corn. So, it's called maize meal, mm-hmm. which you'd make like a uh, dough with water and you'd have that with different sides. Like maybe you could have spinach with dried leaves and that maize meal, cooked meal. So, that's basically what the people over there eat because the cost of living there is very... So, it's about, it's about being full. Full, yeah. So, it's something cheap. Mm-hmm. but to sustain you for a long time
2: and yeah. then if you think about going back then what would you like that your, your offering to your country be like with food
8: um, good food at a low price
2: mm-hmm. yeah being accessible yes that's yes. Bit, that then coming here to Dubai must be incredible it's, it's
8: incredible like the different cuisines the different restaurants each has each has a story to tell you know and it's, it's really amazing to go back home with all these amazing skills and you know show them what what there is out there
2: and, yeah. and not just in terms of food but also what there is in terms of opportunities as well you know for you, for you to go and explore and come back and introduce people to Different dishes? Different, different dishes,
8: exactly, yeah.
2: Tell us about some of the biggest learnings you've had at ICCA, some of the lessons that are, are you're really going to stay with you.
8: Um, discipline is one thing I learned. Discipline, discipline and passion. You really have to be passionate. You really have to be dedicated for, mm-hmm. your, for what you want to do. Only then will you put up a good dish, and only then will people really see what, the effort behind what you've made, you know. And that's, yeah... Passion and dedication.
2: And what's it like when you see someone smiling while eating one of your dishes?
8: It's you forget all the long hours in the kitchen and it's a feeling of satisfaction like seeing a smile on somebody's face, just the cherry on top.
2: It sounds like you're in exactly where you should be. (laughs) I can see you glowing just thinking about this. Thank you. And how lucky you are to have realized at such a young age what you want to do and and how you want to do it people search for years to try and find what makes them truly excited yeah. what their passion is in life yeah so and it's and
8: really an experience and it's amazing to i'm lucky enough to come here at ICCA and you know study what i want to do make my passion my career
2: also the people are really nice yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> because, you know the, you know it's a bit like you're a team
8: yeah you know you're working yeah, it's, alongside it's, these people all the all time it's all about teamwork that's also one thing i've learned you need to have teamwork Without teamwork, you're nowhere. So you have to, have to, have to learn how to work with each
2: other. Before I let you get back to the kitchen, you're doing an amazing job of supporting our aspiring master chefs this afternoon, earlier. <laughs> Thank Alia. you so much. Um, lots of people getting in touch, telling me what I should take up the Kilimanjaro route. Okay. We've had now. I don't know who sent this in. Do you know what Scottish tablet is? Have you ever heard no, of Scottish tablet? No. Okay. So Scottish tablet is like a fudge, but it's quite. Um, hard. So it's rather than being soft and chewy, it kind of crumbles and it's almost like crystals. It is the most delicious thing. Okay. And I've tried to find it in Dubai and I would love to. If anyone knows where I can find Scottish tablet or if you have a good recipe for it, please send it to me. It would be a great thing. We've had people messaging or well, Fatima saying pumpkin seeds, AJ suggesting rice cakes, energy bars, chocolate. Yeah. Um Sanjay Maltesers for the summit yes yeah. Maltesers <laughs> what would you take Ali if you were going to be climbing uh, firstly, a mountain firstly
8: something to keep you hydrated
2: yeah I've got my electrolytes yeah mm-hmm. and then and something then fun
8: s- your energy bars definitely something to snack on like your nuts and seeds Okay,
0: I need to go to Spinney's. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get
1: shopping. Thank you so, so much. This is Farmer's Kitchen with Spinney's. Live at the International Centre for Culinary Arts, ICCA Dubai.
0: Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. It is Helen Farmer with you
2: joining us now. Delighted to be welcoming Tiffany Eslick. She is the content director at Spinney's. And we're talking about, well, do you know, I haven't seen you since you got back from your holiday.
9: I know. So you went to
2: Greece and I nearly unfollowed you on Instagram because it was making me a bit too envious as I was stuck in dusty Dubai. You are someone, as a food lover, who often plans entire trips around what you're going to eat, which I could not respect more. What was the best thing you ate in Greece?
9: I, I mean, I had a chef on board this catamaran that we were oh, sailing around. Oh, get,
2: get, get out. <laughs>
9: yeah, sorry. <laughs> and this guy, he made like all this food from his village. Um, he's from uh, near Thessaloniki. And just, he, oh, everything. I mean, we'd wake up to these breakfasts of, like, feta and eggs with dill, or we'd have, like, a village salad, or he'd make this, like, slow-roasted something. It's all on a boat? All on a boat. His food was so good that we actually ended up not stopping at a lot of the restaurants when we pulled into ports, and we just asked him to cook for us. Um, I put on three kilos, but, you know, (laughs) it was
2: worth it. (laughs) Totally, totally worth it. I love it. And did you pick up any um, tips or anything you'll be doing with some of those ingredients that you would try now you're back in Dubai?
9: Absolutely so I made fruit salad he makes this fantastic Greek fruit, uh, with grapes apple two kinds of apples banana Greek yogurt um, he taught me that you really have to whip the Greek yogurt um, with honey um, mm. beforehand so I've always just been scooping it out you know Same you wonder about that weird water on the top Yeah, you know, whip it in um, and so and then he sprinkles cinnamon all over the top of this so I made it for the team um, and I probably will making it every week
2: okay there you go Tiffany joining us as I creative and content at Spinney's and we're responsible for the Stunning magazine that you will see um, at the Spinny's checkout. What's on the cover this month, Spinny?
9: So, the entire magazine is about barbecue. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we all love working on this issue. Um, we did, obviously, we've got a huge focus on all our meat cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we've got this wonderfully juicy steak on the cover. It was really hard to choose, actually. We had about 20
2: cover options. Well, I was going to um, ask you that. How on earth do you decide what goes on the cover? Because you want to be making people. Hungry, yeah, um, but perhaps you know not 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 weeping (laughs) with hunger as they as they're at the checkout. So what what were the other options, and how do you decide as a team what goes on the front? So it's like a process of elimination. Um, We lay them all out, we look at them, we sort of think like,
9: okay, what did the last cover look like? Mm -hmm. You know, have we balanced? Have we done enough for vegetarians? And you know, can we have meat? Yes. Um, So yeah, and then really we seem to all be aligned, which is really cool. Sometimes our poor deputy editor gets ruled out, so I think we need to choose her next
2: choice. So it is all about barbecue, and we were talking last time about some of the literally ready to grab and go um, some of the marinades that are on on the shelves, the even like schwama flavoring sticky sauces
1: this is farmer's kitchen with spinnies live at the international center for culinary arts icca dubai
0: only on Dubai dubaii 103.8
2: tiffany eslick joining us the creative and content manager at spinnies so let's look between the pages of the new spinnies magazine it is on shelves now and you've got a special feature on surf and turf for anyone who's not familiar with the concept how do you explain it
9: so it was super popular in like in the seventies and eighties. Retro, 80s. super retro. We decided let's have some fun with this, modernize it, because it used to be kind of like just steak and calamari, you know, all quite boring combos. Yeah, I
2: remember my grandpa having it. Me growing up, and me thinking it was super exotic. And I think it was steak and prawns. And I remember thinking it was the first time I'd really seen prawns. and I was probably about ten. And I don't think it was done particularly well. <laughs> no disrespect to my nana. Um, so how have you put a fresh twist in it?
9: So we thought, let's look at sort of elements from the sea. So let's work with oyster sauce and no, uh, seaweed mm. and, you know, different things. Um, obviously, other seafood ingredients. And then also flavours. So we use tamarind, for example. We did do a steak and prawns, but then we did like a tamarind ma- uh, marinade on the prawns. Yummy. Um, so yeah, just, you know,
2: vibe it up a bit. And can, I'm going to have a look at the pictures. Now, I have to say, you've got an incredible food stylist and someone we're hoping to get on a future farmer's kitchen. So we've got garlic and anchovy rump steak with a ribeye steaks steak with so oyster miso seaweed butter. You've got your squid in there with triso salad um, and, of course, a T-bone steak. Do you get to eat all of this, Tiffany, when you're... No, no, not always, but that's, that's better.
9: But yeah, as much as I can.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We've been cooking with salmon this afternoon, um, and there's always an incredible array of fresh fish in in store at Spinney's. And I was explaining to Chef Howard that, you know, he's a chef, he knows how to... You know, remove skin, debone. But that's something the guys can do in store for you as well. Absolutely. And I mean, I use them all the time
9: for that. Yeah, for home cooking, I'm always going in and asking for that.
2: Now, you're just back from Greece, but you've also been to Spain recently. Tell us about your trip to meet the producers. What were they making?
9: Wow, so we source a lot of produce from Spain, so we went to our melon suppliers, our grape suppliers and stone fruit suppliers and they're all family run businesses, you know they've been farming for years, a lot of them are third and fourth generation family run businesses and we went. We started in the north, in the middle of Spain, and then we travelled Ks down to the south, to the southeast. Um, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. We were doing video shoots, photo shoots, um, really test, trying new products, seeing what they're working on. So what were you eating? So I, What was the highlight? Oh my gosh, I think, I, I, I mean, I love grapes. So we went to the Moika grapes. They do all the seedless grapes, and I think they're one of the largest seedless grape producers in the world. Um, I was excited just going, I mean their farms are fantastic and then going into their pack houses, they've got five pack houses which are like um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory but for grapes, (laughs) (laughs) so everything is like multicolored, and people are dancing to this amazing music and the robots have all these cool names like Romeo and Juliet or the Three Musketeers and you know it's it's really crazy, everything smells like these amazing grape flavours and they've got awesome varieties that are exclusive to us, so like the Cotton Candy, the Candy Hearts, Candy Snaps, anything that you see in the Spinneys special, uh, special selection or from Waker directly. Um.
2: Oh, okay, I know what I'm doing when I'm here today. Going to, going to get some grapes.
0: Welcome back to Farmer's Kitchen with Spinnies.
1: Eat well, live well.
0: Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. I'm definitely eating well this
2: afternoon because I've had one of the contestants' dishes that uh, Chef Howard taught us how to make, that salmon almondine with beans and that labneh. Chef Howard, tell us about this labneh.
3: So so the labneh has curry, lime juice, garlic, um, and actually it has uh, curry leaves in there. It's so
2: good. And then that beautiful salmon with the crispy skin. An excellent dish, and I know how much everyone enjoyed it. As I said, we'll have Farmer's Kitchen in a few weeks, so we'd love to have you to, to join us. I wanted to, before we let you get back to your busy Thursday afternoon, and I know you're going to go straight to the kitchen, talk to us about plating, because we are talking earlier about how people, you know, first of all, you eat with your eyes, and then sometimes you eat through social media, and you, <laughs> you go, okay, I want to eat that, so I can photograph that. Tell us a little bit about how to elevate our plating at home to make it look restaurant quality, if we're looking to impress.
3: Uh, I think the plating has to do with, uh, everything everything has to be the same size. So if you're gonna have vegetables, different sized vegetables, they should be cut down into the same size that you want it. So it's more uniform. It's good better for cooking them as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And maybe the size of the salmon or, the, or any type of protein that you have. Um, and if you're doing it on a larger plate, uh, it's always nice to do off-center. So mm. it's more aesthetic. Okay, yeah
2: we'll, yeah. we'll be sharing some of the photos from this afternoon on social media. So you're going to the sh- going to the kitchens now.
3: I'm running got back a, to the you kitchen. You've got a busy
2: Thursday service.
3: Yes, ma'am. So
2: you said earlier that your top pick of the dishes right now is that truffle risotto. But you're going to be introducing... You say fall because you're from LA. I say autumn because I'm from England. <laughs> a, a new seasonal menu. Can you give us a sneak peek of what's going to be on it? Yes,
3: we're going to have uh, Dover Sol Meunier Ooh. but using Normandy brown butter with uh, Yuzu Kusho which Meunier. is a citrus uh, pepper um, paste that we're going to use. That sounds amazing. With uh, with potato mousseline, um, we have a cocoa tagatelli. with. I what,
2: what cocoa tagatelli? Yes,
3: so oh. it's a chocolate tagatelli <laughs> with uh, with braised short ribs.
2: What? How does this work? Uh,
3: it works. It plays off really nicely with the sweet short ribs. I and suppose you do
2: get you know you you put chocolate in like a mole, I guess. So that kind Absolutely. of flavor combo.
3: And in the the is the it brown? Print, yes, it is. It is.
2: I need to try it. It was
3: one. it was actually super fun. We didn't at first it, I was I was thinking it was gonna taste too much like chocolate, but it really worked out with the sweetness of the Asian short ribs and then works well with the cocoa powder and yeah, well, my guys finished it before I can even try That's it. That's a good so. sign. Yeah.
2: And what about dessert? We haven't talked about what's on your dessert menu. Uh,
3: dessert menu, Chef Laura, she is um, a pager chef. She is very talented. Uh, we're working on a cheesecake with uh, cherry and coconut with white Ooh. chocolate.
2: Now... I have thought at length about doing a very investigative journalist piece about the best cheesecakes in Dubai. It's something I'm very passionate about. (laughs) I feel like there could be a top ten feature coming up on a future Farmer's Kitchen because I had the home bakery one the other day. Have you tried their burnt basque cheesecake? Yes, I have. Holy
3: moly! Pretty good. Their little cookies are good too. Ah, The
2: the the The, chewy things. They're so addicting though
3: like you can't have it next to you it's just like
2: I've I've heard people like literally having private planes flown from Saudi to Dubai to pick up these cookies (laughs) I'm not even joking they're like a really thin chewy brownie cookie yeah they're like
3: they're like a macaroon slash brownie slash cookie it's like it's, it's so good
2: so Home Bakery Cheesecake would be up there Chef Izu always does a good cheesecake mm-hmm. when he started at Le Petite Maison it's still excellent. The one that he has at Corrine is amazing. i'm sure Gaia has one as well you you you've thrown your hat into the cheesecake ring yeah. you're confident in Laura
3: yes, I am'. I'm Standing behind her, so yeah.
2: Good, okay, right. Well, I think we're successfully going to send lots of people off to Salevy over the weekend (laughs) to be trying that (laughs) truffle risotto and really looking forward to trying that menu. Chef Howard, thank you so much for joining Exec Chef. Thank you for being here. At Salevy, it's been an absolute pleasure. You've taught some incredible skills this afternoon and uh, can't thank you enough for your time. Get back into the kitchen, there's people waiting for you, both in the kitchen and at their (laughs) tables.
1: You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen with Spinneys. Only on Dubai Eye 103.8.
2: Tiffany Estek is with us. She's the creative and content manager at Spinneys. The woman responsible for that beautiful magazine you'll see at the checkout. Of course, the website as well and so much more. She also has the enviable job of going to sometimes meet some of the producers that uh, are the people responsible for the products that you'll see in shelves and in store. Went to Spain... Tell us about these apricots the size of avocados.
9: Yeah, so actually... For, the, for summer fruits, that's our producers who do the stone fruit. They'd actually had a bad season in terms of apricots because something had happened and only like 50% of the fruit was growing on the trees. But this resulted in huge apricots. And they were like the size of small avocados. <laughs> Beautiful blush on them. And I, mean, I was picking them straight from the trees and eating them, you know, mm. in an early morning shoot. They were so sweet and meaty. It was, yeah, just fantastic. Bliss. Yeah. And,
2: and then nectarines as well. You've got a fact for us about them. That's probably that we shouldn't be shunning the spotty ones.
9: Exactly. So I learned that all those sort of white spots are called sugar freckles. Oh, that is the cutest yeah. thing. Exactly. And it means that the, that fruit has been picked from the top of the tree. Um, it's going to be super sweet. And we actually ask summer fruits to particularly give those to us. So we don't want people to be put off by that if they see them in stores. Pick them up. They're the best. Um, And I also found out that there's a Tiffany nectarine. (gasps) So that is my favorite. I bet she is
2: dull. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. so they're called sugar freckles. So when you're in store and you see them and they are, they're like little kind of white spots. This means they're super sweet. Super sweet from the the
9: top of the tree. They were, you know, that that's the one you want to go for. Okay. Yeah.
2: Now I want to bring you back to barbecues because being South African, I'm pretty sure you're going to have some strong opinions on this. (laughs) What are some of your favorite things to grill? Or if you're not able to grill right now because the humidity was pretty horrendous yesterday. What, what about cooking um, meats at home? What what do you do, Tiffany?
9: So I yeah look I will grill in any kind of weather. You know when I lived in London I grilled in the rain and here I grill through summer. <laughs> yeah, um, I I try to be quite experimental actually. I mean I like the classics. I actually enjoy quite a lot of vegetarian food so I do grow a lot of veggies mm-hmm. or seafood um, if I'm doing steak then I stick to a sort of tried and tested method um, I will make sure that I've dried my steak in the fridge beforehand so I buy it from supermarkets I take it out of its wrapping I put it onto a rack I then pop that like a baking tray underneath to catch mm-hmm. any drippings and then I leave it in the fridge for like two to three days um, and unwrapped? That, unwrapped yeah just on the bottom shelf okay. and it just makes sure that like it's it, yeah, it makes sure that your, your steak will be tender. You're going to get a wonderful crust when you cook it, um, and some great uh, caramelization. So, I mean, it's a bit of an effort, and you have to plan ahead, you know, but it's, it's worth it. Um, and then before I cook that, I always take my steak out to be room temperature before I put it onto the grill. Because you don't want, like, a cold steak hitting a hot fire. Um, it's going to contract, and it's going to be really tough. So that's one, like, you know, a couple of tips that I learned, and it works. Um, yeah.
5: What about
2: cuts of, of, uh, of steak? What are some of your favourites?
9: I love ribeye. Me too. And it's like marbling, you know. Um, yeah, it's just so juicy. And, yeah, you can't go wrong with ribeye.
2: We, um, we went to Atlantis for dinner when my mum was here um, a few weeks ago. We went to Seafire and my, one of my daughters is, doesn't like me at all. My oldest one loves it. And um, <laughs> I was like, I'm having one of those Dubai kids moments as she ordered a medium steak. And I was like, You are six years old. You I don't are- think I knew that at six. I don't <laughs> think I knew it at 26. Yeah. <laughs> she was <laughs> like, Medium steak, please. I was like, OK, OK, yeah. fine. This has created a monster. <laughs> <laughs> and we went out for steak the night to Hunter and Barrel. Have you been there yet? I have oh, No, oh. tell me about it. That was excellent. Do you know what was really interesting there? So it's in the bottom of the Vida Hotel at Emirates Hills. I with meeting some friends for dinner. And we were basically the only women in there. It, it's the kind of place where there's lots of men going on, like, man dinners together. Yeah. Lots of, like, romantic, you know, <laughs> ha- male friend hangout. Yeah. The food was phenomenal. Really nice sharing platters. We had, like, a three cheese um, dip, really nice calamari. And then, again, the the ribeye with the chimichurri. It was Excellent, mm, delicious. So I love steak. I'm just not very good at cooking at home, so I do truly appreciate your tips. And okay. um, we had a message before about about grilling steak at home. About resting, is it really that important?
9: Absolutely. Um, you it, you want the steak to sort of like sap up all its juices. You know, if you cut it immediately, they're all just going to run out. So definitely rest it. I say so like ten to fifteen minutes. Um, yeah
2: okay there you go so if you want some more information surf and turf is in the new magazine it is about reinventing that retro idea it is so retro isn't it yeah i love it there's um a kind of unusual flavors you've got your tamarind you've also got your um, oyster miso seaweed butter can you get this in spinneys?
9: how do you make it so you can get all the ingredients and it's really easy to make so it's yeah it's in magazine on the website um it's not going to take long but yeah and then what about the
2: scallops with beef-dripping Bernays? Yeah. Come on. I mean, just the name, right? That is just
9: incredible. Going. So, yeah, so those we actually um, dirty grilled. So that means, like, di- sort of grilling on the coals. Um, so you want scallops in their shells, and you want to get your fire to be really, really hot pop them on and then you have to watch them because you don't want to overcook scallops. You want a delicate texture. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want them to be rubbery, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah.
2: And then the Bernays, is that quite an easy thing to make as well?
9: Absolutely. So if you've got other sort of beef things that you're, you're grilling, um, save some of the drippings and you're going to mix that with butter and your egg yolks um, and then mix mix that up. Um, and it's really
2: like gloriously indulgent. <sighs> okay. Sold. I will try. And that's honestly why I love Farmer's Kitchen because Last time we were live here at ICCA, we were cooking with jackfruit, which I've seen on the shelves at Spinney's. I've eaten in restaurants, but would never think to pick up and know what to do with, and now I do. Today, we had Chef Howard really elevating labneh, which is something I have almost every single day for breakfast, but I've never thought about having it with fish, and teaching us how to make that lovely crispy salmon skin. So massive thank you to everyone at Spinney's for, first of all, bringing these gorgeous produce to us, and then for it all coming together here on the show with these brilliant chefs, Um, and foodies here at ICCA for teaching us exactly what to do with it. Tiffany, thank you so much for being with us. We will talk very, very soon.
1: This is Farmer's Kitchen with Spinneys. Live at the International Centre for Culinary Arts, ICCA Dubai.
0: Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. It has been a food-packed
2: afternoon. Um, I've been very well-fed indeed. (laughs) I obviously love coming to meet the chefs and meeting those of you who are here for the masterclass but it also means I get a nice kind of mid-afternoon snack when I get to try the food and today Zena, we we did well. Salmon was delicious.
7: Yeah,
6: yeah. Um that yeah. You and cleaned that plate. Shh. I had some very ladylike
2: <laughs> nibbles in the professional capacity. Didn't just scarf it down during Shania Twain. Well, <laughs> Chef Howard was the best. He was. I'm I'm desperate to go and check out some of his food now. I really, really am. And it's been a really great atmosphere down at ICCA. I can smell chocolate. Yes, someone near We're us making chocolate. is cooking chocolate and it is driving me to absolute distraction <laughs> but massive thanks to all of our experts this afternoon Tiffany who's just been talking us through some some brilliant recipes that you can find in the magazine of course Chef Howard Co from Sailor V for being so generous with his time as I said he's one of the top chefs in Dubai and Thursday's Always busy with a, the with a big dinner service um, on the card. So we really do appreciate his, his insights. To all of you for spending the afternoon with us. I hope we haven't made your tummy rumble too, too much. It's been a pleasure to have this afternoon with you down at ICCA. Thank you again to all of the staff here who are so welcoming with their time and their facilities um, and their snacks. You know, We should give a special shout-out to ICCA Cookies.
6: Yes, thank you for keeping us going all afternoon. <laughs> That's what
2: I'm going to pack. I'm going to steal some now from my backpack. <laughs> And then we will be back, of course, with a brand new Farmer's Kitchen. And if you would like to join us for a future Masterclass, stay tuned to Dubai Eye. will be telling us um, how to join in. We've got some brilliant chefs lined up for the next few weeks. You could be joining us at ICCA Live, cooking up a storm.
1: Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye
2: 103.8. Don't forget, you can tune in live to Farmer's Kitchen every single Thursday afternoon on Dubai Eye 103.8 between 2 and 5 p.m.